I do not want to put myself in a really risky position where I am on a hamster wheel chasing money because I have to pay my team and I have to pay my bills. You don't need a fried nervous system to have a really successful business, to be really successful, to be happy. Calm might be boring, but it feels fucking good. Welcome back to the Boss Babe podcast. Happy Galentines. Happy Galentines, yes. Lindsay. <laughs> Happy Galentines. I love Galentines Day. I know. You already know this if you're in the society, but we're running a full Galentine's month inside the society. And I've just been in there looking at some of the connections that are being made. And it's amazing. Like, I love it when women find other women that they know they're just going to be best friends with. That is one. That's the best, the biggest goal that we have inside the site this month. It's like, let's connect you with women that you know you're going to be best friends with. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Yeah, it's awesome. I feel like we're just on a, like the last few weeks with the Grammys and like the Miley stuff. And I'm just feeling like so yay women right now like I I don't know I'm just so fired up on it and then all the conversations in there I'm like yes this is why I know. I'm here oh my god our slack you guys so we put um a new slack channel inside of slack called social media groundbreaking but we basically post in there anything that's going on pop culture wise what's being talked about on social media it's pretty much my favorite channel now like I used to think the revenue channel was my favorite no it's this channel it is so funny Kat, our social media director, is so incredible and she just finds the best content on the internet and posts it in there. I swear we spend more time in there every day than working. Yeah. And I learn things every day because I I like when the Grammys were happening and she was posting people and I was like, sorry, I'm an elder millennial. Like, I don't know who this person is. Can you help me? And she was like, oh, Lens, Lens, let me tell you, this person is so good at this. Like, she just won this award. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, OK, I think maybe I've heard that song. I know. I love learning from people that are like really tapped into pop culture because I feel like I live in such a bubble. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm around Kat, she just fills me in on the world. It's great. Same. Yeah. I've learned so much pop culture, like shows on Netflix that I, they don't even come up in my Netflix algorithm. I'm like, oh, that's on Netflix. Oh, I'm going to have to go look that up. Yeah. I'm learning. It's and all the niche TikTok worlds. I am not on TikTok. I I don't spend, I don't think I've even spent a minute on TikTok in the last six months. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I just, I'm not on it, but I love when she shares all these niche TikTok, what are they called? Lands? The talks, they're like book talk and like mom talk <gasps> and cleaning, cleaning talk. Yeah. I really got into cleaning talk when she t was talking about that one, like watching people clean their houses and like the aesthetic, like the ASMR, like, and then all the aesthetic products. This is why TikTok can like suck hours out of your life. <laughs> that's just, why I don't want to get into it like yeah. I know I would enjoy watching someone cleaning and organizing but I don't even want to get in the habits I'm just I don't think I have it on my phone yeah I have it but I never like I turned off its notifications so I don't think to go there but then she'll share stuff I'm like oh I'll go watch this one and then you get sucked in yeah no can't do it okay let's talk about Galentine's Valentine's plans yeah, I'm yeah. doing Galentine's tonight with my friends which I'm so excited about Okay, so I just learned this too. I love how these podcasts are basically just us having a life update. So obviously, you know, Brendan Rashad's like one of my closest friends now and one of someone that I'm just so inspired by in the industry. But I would say he's like my mentor too, even though it's close. Like I am just so inspired by him. And I was at my friend Alex's over the weekend. We were doing Pancake Sunday. So for anyone new here, I live in a neighborhood with all of my best friends and we all have babies of the exact same age 
and all of us from the UK, like you can't make this up. We all live in Austin. Like it's literally, we call it the cult, which is probably not the correct thing to say, but we all live within walking distance of each other's houses. Like within 10 minutes, we can go and collect everyone on the houses. So I was at Alex's house at the weekend and I just got back from LA and a lot of the girls were just asking me, how was LA? How was speaking? Um, and I was just sharing how grateful I am for Brendan for putting me on so many of his stages. And I'm just, he's mentoring me in so many ways. Every time I go on stage, he just, he gives me new tips and tricks and all the things that he has spent decades and decades learning. I feel so lucky to be able to learn that. So I was just sharing that with them. And I always thought my friend Nick Pigeon was the common denominator between mine and Brendan's relationship because she actually dragged me along to a Brennan Bouchard event when I was going through the green card process to get my visa when I couldn't actually work. And it was a really challenging time. I like had blasted through all of my savings. I couldn't post on social media. I couldn't do work on in any sense. Like I was completely, my hands were tied. And it's that is a very challenging place to be for someone that loves work. And I had a business in the UK that I basically had to let go of if I wasn't going to move back there because they wouldn't allow me to work while I was in the green card process. So long story, but I was like really just playing victim. I was like, in such a bad mood, like just waiting for that to come. And she was like, I'm going to drag you along to this Brendan Prashad event because it's going to completely inspire you to get thinking about what you do want to do when your visa comes. So I went along and that's kind of the rest was history. But Mel Wells, she's one of my best friends. She was also in CEO Mama. So, you know, Lindsay, she was telling me, she was like, wait, I was the one that dragged Nick along to a Brendan Bouchard event even a few years before that. And it was so interesting, that full circle moment coming back to that, realizing like, oh my God, and me and Mel weren't even friends and we didn't know each other. So I thought that was really, really interesting. I had no idea. But anyway, Mel's hosting Valentine's. I'm very excited about that. And then we've got Valentine's tomorrow. So that's my life update. I love how connected this world is. Like, right? There's, yeah. Like even just in the cycles too, where like I, I sent you some pictures the other day of, I was unpacking a box here at the house and I found like notes from a Kajabi conference I went to in 2019 when I was pregnant with Wesley. And I have like gra like notes and graphics that I drew during Brendan Burchard's presentation at that event. And then when we, when we were in Napa and I was sitting with him, I'm like, I like have this visceral memory of these four, this quadrant that you drew, like you had it on a slide at Kajabi Live in like Irvine, California in April of 2019. He's like, oh, I have the recording of that. Like, let's pull it up. Just Don't you love, back. by the way, how yeah. organized he is? He's like, I know oh, yeah. which one that is. <laughs> yeah, he's like, it's in this folder right here on the drive. It's like, here, April 2019, got it, this one. Oh, yep, here you go. And we were like, oh my God. And it was so good and still like really relevant. And also, yeah, Mel hosting Valentine's Day. If you don't follow Mel Wells, you got to go check out her her content. It's like so beautiful and sensual and feminine. And she everything she posts, I'm like, ooh, I learned from this, especially around this time of year with the the masculine feminine stuff, so... Yeah, yeah, she said the theme is come dressed as your inner lover. And oh. that's pajamas for me. But like if I was to like fully like go all out, it's, you know, the silky pajamas with the like fairy cuffs. But yeah. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to order them just for this. Because I know sleeping in them, that just doesn't feel functional. So I'm not going to. But like that's probably how I would dress. I can so I'll probably very... just do like nice pajamas. Yeah. Pajamas. Oh, my God. I could talk for days on like the idea of pajamas versus what you actually want to sleep in. And they're very different things. I always 
Ortiz, I like sleep in like a big oversized t-shirt and shorts and stuff. And he's like, not sexy. <laughs> I'm like, well, sorry. Oh, it's like my not- pajama game's on point, Lindsay. Why don't you t- ask me about this? <laughs> I tell me. <laughs> this oh. is good for Valentine's Day because I feel like pajamas are like a common gift that women get for Valentine's. And it's always like lingerie or like uncomfortable lacy stuff and I'm like I'm not gonna sleep in that sorry like but no 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 pajama game okay so this is not sponsored at all but the brand is Ebba J oh yeah absolutely amazing okay so then there's there's three different types there's the normal I think it's called cotton tensile or something that's soft it looks pretty good on you feel amazing when you're sleeping in it that's that was got me through postpartum like that was the the ones and they're like, I mean, decently expensive, but not too crazy. Then they have layers up. So they have these cotton pajamas. They're like, I don't know. They're not like the tensile soft ones. They're like actual cotton linen, linen. That's what I'm mm. talking about. And they have silk ones. And I was like, you know what? I love pajamas. I'm going to treat myself. So I bought both sets. And the silky ones were the most expensive. They're like 100% silk. Look so chic. They are comfortable. And I was like, okay, great purchase. The linen ones, oh my God, best purchase I have ever made when it comes to pajamas. Let me tell you what the absolute feeling of bliss is, right? Okay, so it's it's going in the shower and you know the everything shower where you do all the things? You come out just feeling like, oh my God, I am a new person. You exfoliate, like you did it all. Okay, so you do an everything shower. You come out. One of our spon- podcast sponsors is Osea and I've always used this brand. So I love that they sponsor us, but they have this Undaria body lotion and it's the, it's the one in the round tub. It's not the one that you press down the pump. It's the round tub. It's like this thick body lotion, thick. That's the key. Now, the great thing about Osea is it's a clean brand, but it smells amazing. Like I normally the clean brands that I use, they might have a little bit of essential oil as a scent in or they're completely unscented, which is great. But listen, when you come out of an everything shower, you need the thick lotion, right? Slather it on. You smell amazing. Then the next step in the process is clean, fresh, Ebajay linen pajamas. You put them on. Lindsay, the way the linen hits your skin I'm telling you, there's no better feeling. Yeah. And when you've when you've got that that thick lotion on and then it hits your skin and it just sits right, they're comfortable, they are airy, they look chic. 10 out of 10. So there we go. That if anyone wants to replay this in front of their partner so that their partner knows all the things to buy them, that might be a good idea. But I'm telling you, that's it. That's the hack. That's that's it. That's the good life right there. I mean, I signed me up for that on Galentine's, like an everything shower, a fresh set of Everjay pajamas and the Osea body butter. Yes. Simple yeah. things. Oh, and then wait, do you want to know what really tops it off to just take things to the next level? I'm trying to guess. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> Could you I'm guess? like, I know most of your routines because I've stayed the night at your house, but now I'm like, is it the... The night? Many nights. Okay. Well, I'll tell everyone that hasn't. If you have not experienced staying at Hotel Ellis yet, here's how we top off the night to make it the best night you've ever had. A raw milk steamed inside the Soul CBD Sleepy, also a sponsor, but obsessed with them, Sleepy Cacao Drink. You put the scoop of Sleepy in, you top it up with a bit of water, you whisk it up, then 
you steam your milk, raw milk, that's the grass-fed organic, ticks all the boxes, pour it in, sprinkle a little bit of cinnamon on top, Bob's your uncle. That's your yeah. night right there. Wait, Get tell ready. me what Bob's your uncle means. That's an, that is a British thing. That is not an American thing. What Wait, you don't mean? say that here? No, I've never heard that. You know what we say in the UK? <laughs> we say <laughs> we say Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. <laughs> what does that mean? Like go to bed? Like what? <laughs> does it mean go to bed? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god. It's Wait. like eight in the morning, you guys, and we are already on one today. Wait, Wait. so it's like so. that means like that's the end of like Bob's your uncle means like that's it like. <laughs> I, that's how I that's the context go to bed <laughs> oh my god all of our Brits listening to this are crying I already know it okay I'm gonna go on Wikipedia so I can give it the actual definition <laughs> this is a Does common mean thing on the boss babe team with me because there's, there's my stomach hurts it's you and then Karen who's Scottish and the sayings that you guys say and I'm like what and you're like you've never heard that I'm like no that's not something we say here like what do you mean by that and it's oh my god this is okay. very common Bob's your uncle is a phrase commonly used in the United Kingdom and Commonwealth countries that means and there it is or and there you have it or it's done. <laughs> Typically, someone says it to conclude a set of simple instructions or when a result is reached. The meaning is similar to that of the French expression, et voila. Okay. Let me Google Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. <laughs> I mean, that made sense in the context you used it. I've literally just never heard it. So funny. Same thing. Oh, a phrase with the same meaning as Fanny's your aunt. When used together, it means complete or the whole lot. So there you go. Okay. There you have it. Oh and my Bob's God. your uncle. Okay. Bob's your uncle. I'm I did say not it. realize that was just I'm going to say it thing. to some of the Brits in like next time I'm in Austin or even in Sia Mama and just like watch their faces be like, Bob's your uncle. I think yeah, it but we wouldn't carry... think that's weird. But hearing it in an American accent doesn't seem weird to you? I think it say would be Say the full weird. phrase. And Bob's your uncle and Fanny's your aunt. <laughs> Fanny's your aunt. <laughs> aunt. 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 I can't, uh, yeah. Okay, guys, yeah. Don't, listen, this, the latter uh, half of that does sound a little bit different. Oh, so funny. I'm going to give you that. Well, uh, this took a turn. Should we talk about business? Yeah, well, I mean, it's funny because I, like talking about Galentine's and like taking care of yourself and the everything shower. And I'm like, these are the rituals at night that like keep us sane when we're when we work in the business hard all day, you know. And it's this kind of stuff too that I think <laughs> it's important to know about us in in that like, yeah, we work really hard and we love to talk about money. And that's what we're going to talk about today is money. And like, this is why, because it's like, we want to be able to buy the nice pajamas because there's an experience <laughs> with it. You know, like this weekend we went to uh, on Galant or it was like our Valentine's celebration was over the weekend because Valentine's Day is on like what, a Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday, tomorrow. And last year we forgot to make reservations. So we ended up at five guys having a burger because nowhere had availability. So I was like this year, let's make it like a weekend thing. And so we can have reservations. So we went to Denver. We like walked around restoration hardware, did all the things that make me feel abundant and like spacious. And, um, and then I, but then like, I did not wear sexy lingerie or like nice uh, pajamas. I wore like an oversized t-shirt and shorts and got feedback from my partner being like this, like this isn't. <laughs> these aren't the pajamas that like I imagine for Valentine's night. And I was like, well, you know, is what it is. 
Well, um, you know, Lunia's founder, Ashley Merrill, she actually created Lunia for that exact reason because they have over, they make really oversized chic t-shirts and stuff. Cause she was like, Ooh. listen, I am the kind of woman that likes to get into bed in an oversized t-shirt, but I want to make it chic. So that's also okay. an option. Lunia. Okay. Also a big Lunia fan. I have pretty much every single thing on the Lunia website I have in my, that's exactly Lindsay. That's why we got to be good at this money mindset thing because we have expensive taste. Expensive taste. And and like on practical things, though, I feel like this we, we've talked about this before, where the motivation to do so well in the business and to make money like it can be anything. Right. And I always go on these tears with you where I'm like, I don't understand why people spend money on certain things like I just it just doesn't appeal to me at all. But I think that's like what you get to do with freedom is that like you get to choose what your measure of freedom is. And if it's fancy pajamas, then like you're <laughs> you're in the club with us. Um, if it's like abundant home goods and you get to go walk around restoration hardware and, and like dream about spending asinine amounts of money on tables and chairs, you know, I'm like, okay. And for some people it is like the fancy cars and and the things that I don't like don't appeal to me, but all of it is to this point that we, that we do talk about a lot around what does it feel like? And I think that's what we wanted, uh, what we wanted to talk about today before we got derailed by pajamas, but it's actually the best segue because it's talking about how things feel and being really present in the moment of like, I want to, I want to wear what I want to wear because I know it, it makes me feel a certain way. I want to have the nice body butter. I want to, like, I want to invest in silk pajamas or get that as a gift because it means something to me to feel this way. And when we were prepping today, we were talking before we pressed record about like making money every day is something that we really want to teach people in their business, right? Like it's so important to us that you've built a sales engine in your business that can make you money every day. Cause that's how you grow business how your business makes money and your business has to make money in order for it to grow. And we've talked a lot about that, but with making money every day, you do have these big days too. Right. And I think the big days are something people ask us a lot about, or we, we hear a lot about in our masterminds and stuff like that, where there's this idea that like the big, the $250,000 day or the million dollar day is this achievement that is so impossible or is like the big goal. And, and we've had several of those days, even recently, $250,000 days where, you know, they seem, they're still a big deal to us, but, but they're, they aren't surprising. Like we know they're coming based on how we prepped the business for the offer that came out on that weekend or for the new thing we launched. And so I wanted to talk today a little bit about for you, like, I want you to share both the mindset when you go into days that you know are going to be big days or maybe days that surprise you as big days. But when you, when we have a big day in the business, like 250 K day in the business, what mindset do you go into that day with? And, and like, is it a mindset thing for you that creates those days? And I think I know the answer to this question already, but how is the business set up to create those days? And how have you progressed from making money in the business every day to also making big sales days, like preparing the business, having the right offers, and then creating a 250K day, a 500K day? The theme of this year at Boss Babe is keeping things simple. 2024 is already off to an incredible start. Team Boss Babe is coming off a huge launch that felt so easy, so stress-free and honestly energizing, which says a lot. Quick backstory, last year we did a full platform audit of the subscriptions, platforms and products we were using to run everything behind the scenes and basically canceled 75% of our subscriptions to go all in on one platform, Kajabi. 
Listen, you guys, when I tell you I did the research, I did the research. Kajabi is our podcast sponsor. And one of the main reasons we had effortless checkouts and an amazing customer experience during our most recent launch. The platform has everything you need to build a business online and allows for unlimited ways to diversify your revenue, build your brand, and turn your audience into paying customers. We actually used to have a custom membership platform. We moved all of our membership to Kajabi and it looks better and functions way easier than ever. We also used to have different platforms for things like landing pages, funnels, email campaigns, checkouts, you name it. And it is a breath of fresh air to have everything in one place in Kajabi. There's no need to have multiple platforms with zaps tying them all together. Instead, I really encourage you to go all in on one platform. And I'm the biggest fan of Kajabi. They typically don't have extended free trials like this, but right now you can head to kajabi.com slash boss babe and get started with your free 30 day trial. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash boss babe for 30 days completely free to play in the platform and see if you love it just as much as we do. That's kajabi.com slash boss babe. This episode is brought to you by Masterclass. Masterclass is one of my favorite self-development platforms and I want to take a minute to talk about it because it's a place that I continue to refer back to every time I'm looking for inspiration and education. So if you haven't explored Masterclass yet, go to masterclass.com slash boss babe and scroll through some of the categories. I think you'll really love it. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every single month. I recently enjoyed watching Anna DuVernay's class titled Reframe Your Thinking. She's an award-winning filmmaker and she walks you through how to reverse engineer a plan to defy your limits and reach the goal that you have in your vision. So not only does Masterclass have really tangible business development classes, but also includes classes in 10 other categories like food, woman lifestyle, music, wellness, design, so many more. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. Plus, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. Right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash boss babe. Get 15% off right now, masterclass.com slash boss babe masterclass.com slash boss babe this year learn from the best to become the best with masterclass well i gotta hand it to you firstly that was the best segue out of pajamas (laughs) into business talk can we all leave a review on this podcast five stars just for that segue yeah we can definitely i love this conversation for sure like i'm so not a lambo girl but give me some no oh my god linen no, pajamas we're, we're, we yeah we're way more like silky pajama girls but also <laughs> like those to me are the thing that even a, a few years ago like those luxury everyday purchases are sometimes harder to to spend money on oh, from yeah. a mindset standpoint because you're like i don't really need silk pajamas i could just buy the cheap ones at target but then like you use the silk pajamas every single day. And whereas like if you have the Lambo sitting in the garage, I don't know, you know, like I think there is something in the psychology of money around the things you use day to day. It's almost harder to spend a lot of money on those things than like the big shiny success flags like expensive cars or private travel or like, you know, the Ritz Carlton or whatever. A hundred percent. So I want to hear your mindset on that because I feel like you live very authentically in like, I don't need fancy cars. I don't have a huge house. I do spend money on the daily things like you were talking yesterday about your wellness care and your beauty routines and how important they are to you. 
And I was like, this is such a good thing to say to people around money because those things you spend, you spend the money there, but you see like your nails are done. It gives you a certain feeling every day. Your hair looks good. Like those are the things that I feel like, especially as women, sometimes we deprioritize and we overprioritize like the big success flags that we're trying to post on Instagram. And then we actually don't feel like our best, you know? And so yeah. anyway, yeah, it's the, the jammy segue and also jammies, <laughs> pajamas. You can tell I have a four-year-old. The pajama segue is really, a, to me, an, an, a metaphor for how you've approached money mindset in building a sales engine in Boss Babe in the sense that it's not about the big success flags. And, and when we have big days, we don't like... It's not something that we post on Instagram for the sake of showing how much money we make. It's just, it's just a consequence of how we've designed the business. And it also speaks to the ability to have the, the freedom, to have the financial freedom. I've been talking about it on the podcast, but this has been a season of travel and really amazing opportunities. And in this season, I really love to be able to lean into meal prep delivery services like our podcast sponsor, Dinnerly. It makes coming home from an evening flight so simple because dinner can be ready with little effort and minimal time. Dinnerly is the most affordable meal kit I've ever come across. And with our code Boss Babe, you can get up to 25 free meals. With Dinnerly, you can choose from over 100 delicious dishes every week, including a wide selection of flavors and cuisines from steak dinners to oven roasted salmon or even your favorite takeout dupes. Some of my favorite dishes recently have been the roast chicken and apricot pan sauce, as well as the seared sirloin steak. What I also love is that the recipes are really customizable. So you can choose your own protein, swap in a different side or make something vegetarian. They are also the only meal kit with gluten-friendly customizations. Dinnerly also has a complete market for groceries essentials stocked with over 125 items. Their market is seasonally updated and changes weekly. You can shop for fresh produce, baked goods, ready to eat meals and so much more. With just a few clicks, grocery shopping is done and comes delivered directly with your meal kit. And the great thing is with Dinnerly, you aren't locked in long term. Dinnerly's flexible subscription allows you to edit, pause or cancel your boxes anytime. Make cooking exciting, affordable and easy with Dinnerly. Head to dinnerly.com slash offer slash boss babe and use code boss babe for up to 25 free meals. Once again, that's dinnerly.com backslash offer backslash boss babe for up to 25 free meals. And make sure you use my promo code boss babe so they know that I sent you. Tell me more about your mindset around making money every day. And then when we have these big pops, how meaningful are the big pops to you? And what are you doing both tactically as the leader of the business and in your mindset to create those? Okay, I love this topic. And I actually don't know if I've ever talked about money mindset before on the podcast. So I love that we're doing this. So money mindset has always been a really, really important part of my journey. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm like, wait, why have I never dove into this before? So most people listening to this will know my story. Like I didn't grow up with any money at all. Like we were definitely on that poverty line when I grew up and I constantly saw and heard scarcity. And so when it came to me wanting to start my own business and me wanting to make a different reality for myself, I had to do so much work on my money mindset. And I remember it first started for me reading a lot of books. Like I've always been a big reader and 
I would go to the library and just pull out. So like I would go in the self-help, I would go in the money and I would just pull out books and read. Okay, if someone's been there and done it, I believe success leaves clues. So how can I find out what it was that helped them get there? Especially if they didn't come from money and they created themselves. So I started just throwing myself into books and, and I started reading all about raising your frequency, changing your money mindset, letting go of limiting beliefs, all the stuff that I think is generally mainstream narrative now. I don't think it was so much back then. We didn't have the social, the podcast, all that stuff. So I started diving into that. You know, I read the, the stereotypical books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And really I was like, okay, there's something in this because I, as I was reading it, I was realizing how many stories I had around money. And so I started listening to the Abraham Hicks money meditations and more than anything, what that did was bring to the surface, the beliefs I had about myself and the beliefs I had about money in relation to myself. And I had so many limiting beliefs in the beginning that people like me don't make that kind of money. You have to be like this to make that money. You have to look like this to make that money. You have to live here to make that money. I had a lot of those basic money mindset paradigms that I had to shift. So I first started shifting that and shifting into the belief that actually I'm really capable of making money. And when I started my first ever business, my supplement company, the big motivation that I had beyond anything, like I, I've never been that Lamborghini girl. I, I never will be. But the big thing that I had was, I think I had a chip on my shoulder, if I'm being totally honest with you, because a lot of my friends graduated uni and they went down the route of these fancy jobs and all the things. And here I was already when I joined university, I was the outsider. Like I didn't even have the grades to get into the level of business school that I did. I got in because there was a partnership program with my school for kids that come from lower income backgrounds. And that's how I got in. And I really struggled, but towards the end of it, I absolutely crushed. I ended up winning the director's award of excellence. I won 13 awards for entrepreneurship when I was there, like graduate with first class honors, you know, to anyone looking in, I belong to be there and I did a really good job, but I still felt like an outsider all the way through it. And then when I got offered this amazing graduate job, all my friends were like, you're crazy. Why are you not taking this? And I realized yet again, wow, I've truly made myself the outsider here because now here's all my friends going down the path of secure graduate jobs. And here I am. I moved back in with my grandparents. Thankfully they had me started from scratch, you know, I was making no money at all. They were buying my groceries and I was like, why am I doing this to myself? And I just felt like I had this chip on my shoulder, like something that I wanted to prove. I knew I always wanted freedom, but I felt like I had to like prove that I could earn a living doing my own thing. And like that this was a path meant for people like me. And I think deep down, I always want to show other women that came from backgrounds like me that they could do it. So my big goal, my massive goal, like when people talk about that, big, hairy, audacious goal. It was, I want to replace annually what I would have made at this corporate job with my company, right? And I'm just doing the maths. I think that was $26,000 a year. That was my goal. If I can make $26,000 in a year, that means I am successful. I have proven everybody wrong. I have proven to myself that I could do it. And I think deep down, I wanted to prove that I was worthy of this that I did belong in this kind of world so that was where it all began for me and I wouldn't say and obviously you know I fast forward I learned a lot I managed to hit that and and then some but it was never like a one and done money mindset thing for me and I'm going on a bit of a run but there's so much I can share here because I also was so interesting how just 
before this, I was talking about Nick Pigeon dragging me to the Brendan Bouchard event because I didn't realize, but I had this limiting belief or like money mindset thing that when I make money, I lose it all mm. and I can never hold on to it. And what's very, very interesting is it happened multiple times until I healed that. And one of the biggest times that it happened, I remember my business in the UK was really taking off and was doing amazing. And I really wanted to move to America. Specifically, I wanted to go to Silicon Valley. I wanted to study really successful people and see what it was that they were doing differently, what was making them successful. Within a week, I had a job offer to go and work for the guy that actually created apps with Steve Jobs. It was like the wildest story, which we can get into another day. I went I went over within a week, got my visa. I was on a student visa and they were paying me six figures a year to work for them. And then at night I was still working on my UK business, which I'd pretty much delegated at this point. So on paper, I had never been more successful. I was absolutely killing it. And then a few months later, I met Stephen. We, we just fell in love very, very quickly. And he was like, listen, I'm get, I know we're going to be together forever. I'm getting my green card. Do you want to get married? You can get yours too. I'm like, absolutely. I knew I was going to marry him anyway. Like, why not get the green card when he's going to get it? But with that process, like I didn't realize you couldn't get married on a student visa. And it was just a whole situation that we had to go through. And with that, I then couldn't work for a really long time. That was just the basis of transitioning visas. And so at the time, I think I'd managed to save $50,000 and I was 24, 25. And I was so incredibly proud of that number. I'd never seen that much money in my entire life ever. Like that amount of money to me was so incredibly foreign. And I thought, well, if you have that much money in your bank account, you are the richest person. Like it was so, so bizarre to me. And anyway, with the cost of visas and not being able to work and moving into an apartment with Steven, like all these hidden costs that kept coming up, my savings were dwindling, dwindling, dwindling. Then I had to put the business on the back burner, but I want to still pay my team, but I couldn't make money through the business. So my savings basically just disappeared, completely evaporated. And that was when I realized this belief I had around when I make money, I lose it all. And I was in that whole storm when... Nick, my friend was like, listen, just come to this Brendan event with me. Like you're in such a shitty place right now. It can't exactly make it worse. You might as well do something. And that's when I started working on it again and healing it. And again, like it's my money mindset has evolved and we can talk about still the work that I do now, but that's like a TLDR of what the journey was like. Yeah. No. And I love that story because I feel like it, to see where you are now, it's, it's so grounding to know all the steps that you took and that it, like, even at the level of success you're at now, that those feelings still can come up. You know, I think we talked about this recently where I'm like, I have a similar money mindset block to this day where I'm like, I've been through the lose it all up and down over and over thing over the last several years too, especially through COVID when I actually did lose businesses, you know, brick and mortar businesses to because of the government and corporate landlords that wouldn't let us out of our leases and things where I had to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to like close down a business <laughs> that I was mandated not to operate, you know, like it's a whole other rant, but I have that same thing around, okay, now I'm back at a level of success that I know I'm worthy of. So it's not necessarily a worthiness issue to get to this level of financial success, but there is this new little, you know, <laughs> nagging mindset issue that comes up even at the level of success we're at where you're like, oh, but I, I might lose it all. And then what happens, you know, and then it makes you question 
the expensive decisions like houses and luxury products and all those things. He's like, maybe I should keep this sitting in my bank account, you know? And I think you said it to us the other day, we were in a team meeting and, and it came out like your mindset thought around it is like, you don't want to let a year pass and still be where you are today. You know, like that's not growth mindset. So whether it's around money or it's in your business or it's in your personal life or all of them, like you've from from the story you just told, like from when you were a teenager on, you're like, I'm not going to let a year go by that I end up back in the same place. So even if I lose everything, I still will be further ahead than if I just sat here and did nothing. And I think that's the the like mindset nuance that you demonstrate so well is you try things, you have high risk tolerance, like you've tried things and they haven't worked, but it's always gotten you to the next step. And it's always put you, it put you in the room with Brendan Burchard eight years ago that, you know, that's where you met Danielle and then boss babe came along and like, and then you had the years with Danielle in the business. And then now that there's another transition and every one of these things could have been a moment where, especially from a financial standpoint, you went, holy shit, like, I'm never going to recover from this or I'm, I could never afford this or, or this is way too much money for me to even be considering to do, you know, all these next steps. But you come back to that mindset of like, I'm going to learn it. I, I trust myself and I'm not going to let a gear go by where I end up back in the same place. And I think that that's then reflected so well in how Boss Babe not only operates internally from my point of view, but also how we help our, our customers. Like our products are really built from your energy and your vision of everything here is going to help you be further ahead in a year from now. It may not, it's not necessarily that like you're going to be exactly where you want to be or that you'll make a ton of money or, you know, we can't promise you results, obviously, but we can promise you that everything we've built is built around this idea of, we don't want you to feel like a year from now, you're still in the same place in your business and your life and your mindset, you know, as, as a human. I know that's, it's all coming from you, obviously, like you lead our vision and our team feels that and, and creates, you know, content with you. But how do you feel like in your mind when you're creating things inside of the business of Boss Babe and all the other things you've created, how do you apply that idea of like, I'm going to take everything I know and I make sure that a year from now, we're not in the same place. Like we're not stuck. Even if something doesn't work, we're not stuck. There's things we can do. And how do you go into this like future state or, or how do you, from a mindset standpoint, think about here's what I know is working. Here's the goals I have. Here's where I want to be in a year. How do you apply that in the business, both like mindset wise and also really tactically? Because I think the magic of you, like watching you operate that I think you do really differently than a lot of people is you've got the mindset and you can really demonstrate and, and hold that energy and you back it up with like, rock solid marketing and sales tactics that just freaking work, <laughs> you know? And so I think that's, and I think that's what our people want to hear is like, yeah, I want to know how to think about it. And I also want to know how to do it. Okay. So there's so many layers here. I, I'm so happy we're having the, this conversation and I love that we didn't plan all of this out because I feel like that's where all the good stuff comes. So let me first go back to a couple of things that you were talking about with the freedom piece. And then I'll go into then how that sets up the way I think about the business. So there's an incredible book. I don't know if you've read it, probably have called The Psychology of Money. Mm -hmm. I really recommend this to everyone. And I absolutely love that book because it really does talk about freedom and what wealth really looks like and being financially free. And it's such a, it's such a great way to look at things. And it really resonated with me because one of the questions I asked myself a couple of years ago is, Natalie, when is good good enough? in mm. terms of your level of wealth and freedom. When is good good enough? And what I realized is 
And from that realization, a lot of transitions and decisions happened. But what I realized is good was already good. It was already good enough to me. I was already living my dream. I was already happy. Any more goals achieved on top of this was not going to make me happier. It would help me have growth. Yes. And it would mean that I'm further ahead. Every day I'm further ahead. Every year I'm further ahead, but I am not necessarily happier. I am already happy. And that was a really, really good distinction for me. For me, freedom isn't being super leveraged. Freedom isn't taking huge risks now so they'll pay off later. I feel like it used to be. And I did that. That was part of my journey in the beginning. And that's something that we share a lot in our curriculum is we share from different seasons. If this is where you are and this is what your goals are, here's what your day-to-day is going to look like and kind of vice versa. So for me, and maybe it comes back to that trauma response of thinking I'm going to lose everything, but I'm already living good enough. And like you say, I don't have this big fancy house. I have my house in the UK that I bought in cash. I'm very happy to openly talk about that. My house that I have in Austin, I have a very small mortgage on, but I can afford to buy it in cash. I have a beautiful car, two cars, they're fully paid off. I don't have debt. I paid off all my students, like I don't have debt. And right now, if I wanted to stop working, I would, and I'm sharing this not from a braggy place, I'm sharing it to, to share when I go into the way I think, this is how I think. If I wanted to stop working today, and just spend the next 10 years focused on motherhood, I could do that. And that is because I focused a lot on foundation setting. And I think this is a step that you really shouldn't miss because if you do, you're always chasing to have that level of foundational safety. Now, many people will listen to this and think that is from a financial decision-making place, that's a really terrible thing. Like, you know, you should be higher leverage. You should be this, you should be that. All right, great. But nothing is worth more to me than my peace of mind. Nothing is worth more to me than my peace of mind. And that really comes through in all of my business decision-making. You'll know this. I never make decisions out of scarcity, out of fear. I don't make reactive decisions. That is because I focused on setting my foundations. Now, my foundations look very, very different to someone else's. I knew what my foundations were for me and good is good enough for me right now. Doesn't mean I have goals. Doesn't mean I don't have goals. Doesn't mean I, you know, don't still want to achieve many big milestones. I do. That's why I'm still working. That's why I'm still doing what I'm doing. But all of that is a bonus. So I first think about what is your foundation? Like, what does that security blanket feel like for you? So you can make decisions from a a very secure place and you might not be there yet and that's okay, but you should know what that looks like for you. So that can be your first milestone. And before you hit that milestone, things look scrappier. Things look a little bit messier. Things look like you're testing, trying, you're figuring all of that out to hit that level. And so inside the society, big thing I help you do is foundation set. That's why a big focus on the content is let's get a sales engine working for you in your business. So we're not constantly stressed about sales. Let me teach you how to set things up and put them on autopilot and use systems so that you're able to free up more of your time. Let me teach you how to delegate again so you can free up more of your time and you can work on this level of foundation setting. I call it like your freedom foundation. What is your freedom foundation? That's really, really important. And then when you think about progress and like like you were talking about, right? Like all of us at some point have looked back at the end of the year only to realize we are no further ahead than when the year started. You've been doing everything, you're juggling tasks, trying every strategy, you're scattered, you're overwhelmed. But despite all the hard work you put in, 
your results are barely noticeable. Your sales are like a game of chance. It's not predictable at all. Every single dollar counts. It's going in and out. It feels like the entire business is hinging on your ability to keep everything under control. You're constantly experimenting, like hoping on a prayer that something's going to stick, right? We have all been in that situation. When you're in that situation, you have to work on setting your freedom foundation. You have to be thinking about your sales engine. You have to be thinking about what level you're putting in so that you can make decisions. Like there is a different scenario. Three months from now, your reality could be completely different. If you decide to go all in, if you focus your energy and resources on building one really solid, reliable sales engine in your business, think about what stability and growth could come from that. And that's, I think, where the, the the turning point comes from. And that's how I think about things. When you talk about how do I think about decision-making in the business? So I have funnels set up. They have been set up for six years and a lot of them contribute to monthly recurring revenue. You'll know that when you and I are making decisions about hiring, we are constantly looking at the P&L and I'm very specifically looking at what's, what percentage of my revenue is coming out in payroll And is my payroll and expenses covered by my recurring revenue? Again, I'm foundation setting. I do not want to put myself in a really risky position where I am on a hamster wheel chasing money because I have to pay my team and I have to pay my bills. I want a foundation set. That's why the sales engine is really important. And so that security blanket in your life and in your business is really important. And Lindsay, you'll know we make decisions from that place. I will not put, I even said this to our whole team. I want to hire and I want to give you the support that you need on the team, but I will not put your jobs at risk to do so. I really will not jeopardize your jobs to do that. It's not worth it to me. I'm not that founder that is chasing these huge, huge goals at every cost. I prioritize people's salaries. They're supporting their families. I prioritize being able to make decisions from a calm, steady place in the business. I prioritize if we don't have the resources to do a launch right now without burning ourselves out, we will not do a launch and we don't need to do a launch. So that's how I think about it. And it might sound like, God, Natalie, that's really boring. What a boring way to run your business. To me, it's not. To me, success comes from a lot of that, like, quote unquote, boring stuff. And it's really important. Yeah. No, I mean, it's so true. And and it's funny because the true behind the scenes of how we run Boss Wave is Natalie and I and go go into this massive spreadsheet that we have that has all the business financials and like a day-to-day tracking of, of the money flowing through the business. And we will tweak things and look at how percentages shift and go, okay, we can agree to this salary for this new person. We cannot agree to this. You know, like we know the business down to that level and we have boundaries. You know, if, if we go above a certain percentage of payroll to revenue, we say no, or we say not right now, or we take someone on part-time until we can work them up to full-time, you know, like we really do run the business in the way that we, that we're teaching, right? Like you just talked about where if you have the foundation set and you have the sales engine and the revenue is fairly predictable, like we've gotten to that point where we are really predictable. We can anticipate what a launch will do. We can anticipate when we'll have these big days so we can go and build projections into the, the budgeting and make really educated decisions that then like, like full circle back to where we started, like all of it feels really calm, really peaceful, like very at night, like you can sit there and drink your sleepy tea and be in your loungy pajamas and not be stressing at 10 o'clock at night that you need to go figure out how to cover payroll tomorrow. 
And, you know, those of you that are solopreneurs and have never had the stress of payroll, like it's a whole different level of, of financial triggers when you feel like not only is your life on the line or your livelihood on the line, if your business doesn't make money, but if you have people on your payroll that are depending on you, that's a whole different level of financial stress for a lot of us. And so it comes back to this question of like, okay, the foundational stuff is so, so important. And we we're such advocates. We said this on the last week, last week too, where it's like, we're such advocates of your business should make money. Businesses are built to make money. It's okay to make money. It's okay to want to make money. And if your business isn't making money, at least over a fairly extended amount of time, it's missing something, right? You're missing the sales engine in it, especially if you're in the online business world. You know, if you're a startup and you have lots of VC and they don't need you to make money, like whole different, that's not a boss babe client probably, but this foundational piece is so critical and it gives you, it does feel boring sometimes. You know, I know we like, we harp on, you need, you need traffic, you need a good funnel, you need a solid offer. Like these are fundamental pieces of a sales engine and they can seem boring when you're in doing the work, but then the result of all of it is this feeling of like, oh, it's easy to make money, you know? And I, I hesitate to say that because I don't want people to be like, it's not easy to make money. I like my inner critic says, Lindsay, it's not easy to make money every single fucking day. But I have worked and learned over the years that if these things are in place, the foundation is set, even when that inner critic goes, it's not easy to make money. You're like, but it is like, if I come back to these principles and I make sure they're working, it is easy to make money as long as this is in place and I have product market fit. And so I think it is such a mix of mindset to trust and to know and, and to be disciplined, to come back to the basics, come back to the foundation, come back to the sales engine anytime you feel challenged. And in that is also some real tactics, you know, like traffic, driving traffic into your business is really, there's a formula for it. And I know it's hard. Like, I know there's so many reasons why we make excuses and we say, I don't have enough audience. I don't have a following. I can't, you know, like, so we'll talk about that. And then the funnel, like we talk a ton about funnels and funnels feel scary or they feel bro marketing to some people, but, but funnels are just helping people understand what you sell and get them to make a purchase. That's all they are. And then the offer, you know, it's like all of us have a dream of what, how we want to help people in our business. And your offer may be a service and maybe a product and might be, you know, an experience, but you know what it is. And if you're really aligned in there, the outcome of selling your offer and making money on your offer is that feeling of like, this is what I wanted. Like, this is why I'm here. And that's the golden nugget of entrepreneurship is when you get your traffic through the funnel, they buy your offer and you're like, oh, it works. And then you put that on the repeat, right? And that's what creates freedom. And so I love this conversation because it's the mindset piece, but it like mindset is not going to get you anywhere if you don't apply it to tactics in the business. And I think you do that so well. And so uh, like, can we talk a bit more too about how you think tactically on top of this foundational mindset? Because you do have that and we really do operate the business with the, the mindset of like foundation first. But we also, we put so much work into the, the traffic, the funnels, the offers. And we do it really like, because we have such faith in the foundation, we actually take some risks in, we take a lot of risks in the, in the sales engine side, but never without feeling like we're potentially going to lose it all. So can you talk a little bit about how now, because the foundation is built, how do you approach the traffic, the funnels, the offers from a place of like, okay, now I know how to make money and I know the foundation's there how do I tweak these things or grow these things to make more money or, or to grow the business? Yeah, I love that so much. 
Okay, so let's talk about our 250k day. We, I feel like we've had so many like big milestone days. This one is kind of fresh in our mind. So let's talk about 250k day. So what you were talking about there is exactly our sales engine. That is what we teach inside of Boss Babe. It is three things. It is traffic, funnel, and offer. Those things converge to build a sales engine. You know, I see people teaching funnels. I see people teaching offers. And they don't seem to connect it with the idea that if you don't have traffic, your funnel and your offer is going to sit there and have crickets. All three have to work together to build a sales engine. So with our 250K day, so let's get specific. We had one of these in September. And when we were thinking about how, if we want to create this big milestone, we reverse engineer, how do we want to create it? First, yes, mindset. Is a 250K day possible? Yes, 100%. Okay, great. I believe that. Now, let me reverse engineer the numbers to figure out how I'm going to make that happen. So first, what offer am I presenting? Is this offer tried and tested? Does it have product market fit? Do I know that people want to buy this offer in the way that it's packaged? The name of it, the price of it, the way that it's packaged together, the transformation, the deliverables, like is all of it coming together to be a really irresistible offer that people will pay for? That's the first piece. Okay, great. Now let's pull back and create a funnel for this. If I'm going to bring someone, let's say brand new into our world, what do they need to know about us and our offer to make a purchasing decision? That's it. So when you think about pulling back from your offer, you ask those questions and that forms the basis of your funnel. Someone brand new is coming in. What do they need to know about our business and our offer to make a purchasing decision. Now notice I'm not saying to say yes to buying, absolutely not, I want them to make a purchasing decision. Then pulling back even further, okay, so who am I trying to attract? I wanna attract the person that knows that our business and this offer is the right fit for them. So I pull back even further, so I build that funnel, pull back even further to think about who is this person? And most importantly, how do I reach this person? So with this specific 250k day, I did the math. Something that we do in in Fast Track is give you these calculations. So we'll say, all right, you want to make $250,000. So let's get specific for hours. It was $250,000 from a 997 product. So how many people, firstly, do I need to buy the product in order to make $250,000? So I did the math on that. Okay, got it. Understood. So then based on the general conversion rates in funnels, how many people do I need to pitch to? How many people do I need to deliver value and then pitch to in order to make that amount of sales? So I did the math and I had the exact number. Then the question becomes, how do I get in front of that many people in one mass conversion event? So what we call it inside the site is a conversion event. And so I brainstormed all the different ways because there are many, many different ways. There's not one way to do this. There's not one way to to fill your funnel. And I reverse engineered that entire path. I knew exactly how many people I needed to be in front of, how many people I needed to pitch to make a certain number of sales. And that's as simple as it needs to be. And yes, at every level, you know, you're playing a different game. I'm at a place now where I have built enough offers and funnels to know that it sells, it converts really well, right? And that is going to come from 
testing or ideally working with someone that can help you shortcut that process. And then when it comes to traffic, I understand the levers that I can pull now. And we can talk about it, but there are there are only three different ways to get traffic. You buy it, you build it, you borrow it. So you buy it in terms of ads, you build it in terms of your organic audience, or you borrow it in terms of someone else's audience. So for this 250K day, I decided I was going to borrow it. So I was going to pitch this to someone else's audience. And so this is how we reverse engineered all of this. And by the way, this 250K, if you've heard me talk about building, borrowing, buying, when you borrow an audience, you generally pay an affiliate fee. Just to be super transparent, this was all cash collected by us in a single day after we give an affiliate cut. So that's the way that I think about it. And it really is that simple and it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that. And by the way, just to plug, right, if you are listening to this and you feel like this boring way of business does resonate with you, if you want to build a really, really good funnel and you want to dial in an absolutely amazing offer, come and work with us. We have an eight-week accelerator program. It kicks off. It's kicking off on March 6th. So you've got a bit of time. I'm going to walk you through this live myself for eight weeks and teach you all of this, everything you need to know in order to dial in your offer and build a really great funnel that you can then go out there and scale. So if any of you want to do this with me, the best way to get this program is just go on my Instagram at I am Natalie and DM me the words fast track. I'll send you all the information that you need. And if you want more information, I've got a lot. Um, this is all automated with many chat, which is a funnel, by the way, you guys, you can literally reverse engineer my funnel. I'm sharing a loom video going over all the details that you need. So you can get into that. Even if you do this for no other reason than to just see the funnel, go and see the funnel. You can build this for yourself. So go and check that out. But that was how I think about, that's how I think about a 250K day. That's how I think about a million dollar launch. That's how I think about a 10K day, whatever the milestone is. That is exactly how I think about it is, okay, I know I need to make three things work. My traffic source, my funnel, and my offer. And that's my sales engine. And when people talk about money on demand, this is what they're talking about. And if you know how to pull all three levers, you truly, truly can build that on-demand money generation in your business. Yep. I love it. And and I mean, it works over and over and over. And and it's, I think to to come back to the mindset piece too, because like, I, I feel like people are they talk themselves out of this ease, you know? And I'm like, no, it really, it is easy once these things are established and it, but in the process of building them, like you talked about, like building the foundation can still feel edgy and uncertain, right? Because it's not like overnight you had millions of followers or that this was just so like the, the tra- you learned all this one time and it all worked, right? Like building the foundation and to get to the point where we can come in and we know it, we can pick an offer, we can answer questions in the funnel and drive traffic into it as adeptly as we do now has taken years of learning. And I think the mindset piece that I want the audience to hear is the first time that it works, like it's, it's edgy until it works. It's, it's uncomfortable until it works. And the first time it works in your business and you do this, you do this formula that we talk about, you're going to be like, Oh, and it's like all of a sudden you're through the veil and now you can see how everybody does it. And you're like, Oh, okay. And it doesn't mean it's always going to work perfectly and that the next one will go the same way, but it really does give you the formula and this engine, you know, and it's like, oh, all I, like, as long as the engine is, as long as I maintain the engine, all I have to do is just pour gasoline in it and it runs my car, you know, like you never question if you take care of your car and you put gas in it, is it going to work for you? Like that's how your business should feel. 
And we want it to feel like that. And I think sometimes the mindset of creating ease and simplicity in the business, it's hard for our brains to wrap around like making money equals easy. Like, I don't know how else to say it. I think those two things in our culture are so opposed that our brains have a really, really hard time equating them. And so, you know, breaking down and give it, giving tactics and building these formulas and, and teaching them to people is our attempt at this deeper mindset play of like, you can make money in, an, in a way that feels easeful and peaceful and calm. And it doesn't have to feel like you're on the brink constantly in your business or that you constantly have to challenge your own mindset. You know, it's like, it does get to be simple. It does get to be easy if you do this kind of work. So yeah, I, I, I love these conversations and I feel like we, we, we talk about it a lot. These say, we come back to these same points all the time because like we are a business podcast, like we are a business and we care so much about your business. Like you and I, Natalie, we talk so much about people's businesses that we know and people like in CEO mama and the masterminds where we get to get closer into people's businesses. And I'm like, they have the coolest business. Like, it's just so cool. Like I love their business. Like I love them. Or I, I, it's almost like, you know, part of our friendship or part of our relationship with everybody is like, we want, we care about your business so much and we see how much you care about your business and that it's this extension of you. And so it should get to be easy. Like, and, and to see people, we've had so many people apply this strategy that we're teaching and have a million dollar launch or just like blow themselves out of the water. And it's so emotional for us because it's like, this is it. Like this is, you got over your mindset, like it can work. So anyway, I'm on like a rant, but I just freaking love seeing people apply this stuff and like the light that goes on. They're like, oh, I can do this. Like this can work for me. And then their business grows and then they get to employ more people and they get to help more people and they get to make more money. And it's just so like life-giving. 100%, especially when they have amazing products and services and they're helping so many people and it's so cool. And you're like, more people need to know about this. This needs to be in more people's hands. And yet you don't need a fried nervous system to have a really successful business, to be really successful, to be happy. You know, calm might be boring, but it feels fucking good. Like I just, there's a lot to be said about having a calm nervous system and just being happy. And you really do get to create that in your business. This isn't rocket science. This isn't reserved for 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 people who are, are unlike you. This is for people who are like you. And I re really wanted to prove that. And I, it just is amazing for us to do this work. So yeah, I love this call. I'm so glad. I feel like we went in so many different directions, but I love what we got the chance to talk about. Yeah. What a perfect Galentine's. Like, listen, let's get together. Let's talk about <laughs> Bob and Fanny and then make you some money. <laughs> yeah. And be in our like comfy pajamas after an everything shower. Like what could be better? What no, could be better than that? Oh yeah. my God. Are you now excited for your next day at Hotel Ellis? <laughs> yes. So excited. And now I'm, I'm also like, when's the last time I took an everything shower? So that's on my list for, for oh later Oh my now. God. An everything shower is so good. I have these products that I am obsessed with for an every, everything shower too. This is how we're going to wrap up the pod. We're going to talk about exfoliation. Like I forgot that that's part of an everything shower because I remember I have to shave my legs and everything shower, but you need like the exfoliation too. You got it. You got to get that dead good... skin off. You need to just yeah. leave that shower like a new woman. Why is it that when you exfoliate, you feel like I'm leaving all my shit behind? I'm stepping out of the shower like a new woman. <laughs> I feel like it's because your body's like, yes, get this off of me. Like I need to molt. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you have like a really 
hard week. You're like, I just need to exfoliate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like getting off an airplane. I'm like, I need to scrub off a whole layer of skin because I feel yeah. like grungy. Yeah. I know. I love it. <laughs> well, this was really okay. fun. So yeah, for anyone yeah. listening that wants to join us in Fast Track, we are going to be closing enrollment soon. So I do recommend getting on this. If you miss this cohort, the price is doubling. I don't think I mentioned that, but this is the only group that I'm running myself and the price will be doubling. It's going up to 5,000 right now. It's 2997, which is an absolute freaking steal for what it is. Yeah. So head to at I am Natalie on Instagram, DM me the words fast track. I'll send you my automated message, which you should totally be checking out anyway. And then if you want more information, you can click a button on there and it'll send you a loom video. But with that, good chat. I'll yeah. see you next week. See you soon. 